0: for you to even have space for creative solutions or innovations or new ways of being and living you have to make space for these solutions to emerge in your life but when you're approaching it from a space of stress then this creativity and these solutions are just gonna be left at bay even though they're just there uh, but you're too foggy and you're too cluttered
1: to see it Welcome to the Conscious Economics Podcast. I'm your host, Rhiannon Roseland. I'm a serial entrepreneur and social innovator. I like to gather people from all different walks to talk about what I call the conscious economy. I believe that we can create a more equitable system, one that honors the well-being of people, the well-being of the planet, the well-being of business, and includes art and creativity. Join us each week as we tackle a different intersection of this big but critical conversation. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Conscious Economics podcast. I'm your host, Rhiannon Roseland, and we are back here with Aseel to talk about some interesting financial and economic related things. So what is going on today, Aseel?
0: I was thinking about how heavy the topic of finance has become recently. I mean, it. it has been a heavy topic for a lot of people for a very long time for me exactly exactly but more recently there's just so much going on and I really wanted us to just talk some take some time to to, to just kind of decipher everything and also talk a little bit about some of the economic healing work that we are doing in our organization and the importance of that so I was this whole thing started when I was reflecting on like my grocery store experience for example I, I used to really love going to the grocery store not everybody does it's, Me too. A, it's not a chore but I love it I, I it's get to like nice about it yeah I get to pick like my fruits and vegetables uh take pride in the healthy choices that I'm making um you know pass by the deli and free sample whatever they're offering for the day uh there's just something cool about the experience and more recently I started recognizing while I was tuning into my body that my drive to the grocery store became this anxious ride. The cost of living increased a lot in Canada. It's, inflation is now around 7%. And sometimes I'm looking at some of the prices and I'm like, what? Like $7 for these strawberries that are like not it's even red? <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. My mom called me the other day and she was like, not crying, but she had like a shaking, trembling voice when she told me that she could no longer get the bread that she normally gets because it's $5 a loaf now and she just like can't justify um, spending that money for bread and she was like, I'll just have to go no carb. And I was like, but this is the thing. It's not really going away. Like this is, I think, only the beginning of the ripple effects of the global pandemic. Yes. And so now we're witnessing that and we're watching it show up not just in our food press crisis, but literally in everything, including in particular here in Canada, it's a housing crisis. And so that has been making people feel like they're never going to have a, a future opportunity to own a home, which is really scary. It,
0: it really is. And and I actually was taking some time. I was like making some notes and I wrote down some of the struggles that we have been collectively hit with recently. And just looking at that list, it, part of it was liberating, just letting it out. So let me just tell you what I wrote. Yeah. But, but, but it also was like... No wonder. No wonder our nervous system is like on hijacked, on overdrive, overdrive. It's completely hijacked. Mm -hmm. So. Obviously we started with a the pandemic then we have the fears of the unknown that came up with that and then the societal divide that was created like vax versus anti-vax versus a whole bunch of like mask no mask mandates like there's so much societal divide that was created family is being ripped apart friendships ending don't underestimate the impact that has on us yeah social isolation i mean um i remember talking to my mom my mom lived through war, I personally did too, but she had much more war experience than I did, and she actually thought that her experience in the pandemic, uh, being safe in her own home, is actually much worse than than what she experienced. Uh, you know as a child growing up in a war zone Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that while war is taking place there's a huge sense of community and oneness and people Mm. coming together to help each other versus in the pandemic you couldn't even see your own
1: children you were like stuck in your home with your doors locked and and there was a I lot never even thought about yes. that comparison but it makes so much sense and i think also the mask element yes it makes you not see someone's face and yeah. so you can't recognize a smile or like a warm glare even or glance it's like because we were doing that it's almost like we averted our eyes and we weren't even looking at each other anymore
0: yes yeah I totally noticed that like now walking on the street, you you totally feel so awkward bumping into a stranger. And like in the past, I would just look and smile. Now it's just this awkward thing that I don't even know what to do with myself. So these are all really important things to consider and, 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 and be aware of. And then you have the decline of our mental health, like regardless what your own mental health state is collectively, it's massively struggling. And there's weight to that. There's energy, the collective aura, the collective, vibration of of our society just
1: completely uh, you know went out of control well for sure and then not to mention people losing their jobs people losing their businesses people losing loved ones actually passing away from the virus or otherwise and then it's this feeling as though we want to get back to quote unquote normal but then when we come out nothing's really the same, yes. including the prices at the grocery store or the things that we became reliant yes. on as stable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like now if people are in the market to buy a car or to
0: buy a house or like to buy the day-to-day things that they need, it's it's a really intense reality that they're facing. Because guess what? Their income didn't go anywhere. Their yeah. income didn't increase nowhere close to the cost increases that we're witnessing. So There's a lot going on, and and not to mention the obviously increasing interest rates that are only going to continue to be hiked, extreme volatility in the stock market, and extreme uncertainty with investment vehicles in general, and obviously global instability and ongoing wars, be it Ukraine, be it Yemen, be it You
1: know, everywhere in the world, really, there's spots of. And climate change (laughs) on top of all of that. Yeah, we're we're witnessing that. And we're seeing, and I know, like, right now here in Canada, we're talking about a fertilizer shortage. And so, again, thinking about, like, what will be the implications for our food supply? And even in the energy supply, my home, I heat on propane, and my bill has literally almost tripled. Um, So it became to the point where I was like, am I even going to be able to afford to never mind live in my home even just heat my home um so these are real yeah it's a time yeah it's, a time. it's I, a time and i'm noticing
0: in my body as i go through this with you
1: like my my
0: chest is tightened my breath is shallow there's a bit of tension in my stomach and and this is naturally what can happen when we are really engulfed with these headlines and we're engulfed with this reality uh we're we're experiencing it for ourselves, and yet we're also commiserating with other people uh on it be it our friends or family members like my mom calls me with with similar things and so it's a lot to take on and you know part of This episode is first to highlight the intensity of the reality we're dealing with, and for us to give to cut ourselves some slack. Like, Mm. we're gonna have days where we're gonna be depleted, we're gonna feel hopeless, we're gonna feel like just exhausted exhausted Uh, like our energy is completely run down and and that is okay like can you just pause and look at this list we just went through and this list is only also recognizing the collective and the global things that are taking place never mind what's happening in your own individual life
1: oh for sure and people have been obviously going through divorces people have experienced increased violence in the home like depending on your socioeconomic status going through this there's all so many layers. So we are listing all of these, but not discrediting anything that you may have experienced that we haven't listed here um, because there is just such a broad spectrum. So this is why (laughs) economic healing is important, important. very important. So what do we mean by that? Why don't, why don't you kind of tell me what it means to you? And then I can, I can, Go yeah. There. So a lot of that, like the root of a
0: lot of this fears and the anxiety and the stress that we're dealing with, when you really strip down all a lot of the layers, it boils down to our feeling of security, our feeling of stability, which is a very core, core human need. The The other side of that is also our feelings of not being worthy or capable. Like these are things that are constantly being questioned when we're dealing with all these t- type of volatilities. Uh, am I... Am I capable of keeping up? Am I capable of, of meeting my life's demands, or even growing? Like, let alone not just because not none of us came to this world wanting to just get by. Like we all have the desire to make the most out of our lives, and now in situations like that, we 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 just become a little bit more dis- distracted, and not a little bit, a lot more distracted and discouraged, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So, economic healing is really about um, getting to the roots of. What we're really experiencing when we're dealing with all these different headlines and realities in our lives, and to start cultivating a healthy relationship with money and the economy, because ultimately this is a, such a huge area in our lives and it's currently being s- struggling with all the stuff that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we start addressing this area with new tools. Like, there's obviously practical tools that we continue to need from like how to manage your cash flow. And in, in a time like this. So all these practical tools are so, so, so key. But what's what's really important in this conversation is not just your financial wellness, but your emotional wellness. And that's what a lot of typical financial literacy conversations lack. It's that awareness, that mindset, emotions, beliefs and thoughts are so important to examine and to heal and to, to work with yeah. in order to build resiliency and, and actually make us feel more creative, more capable and much more ready to face these challenges versus running wanting to run run the other way absolutely
1: and i would say if from just another perspective when we typically think about the economy Mm -hmm. our you know financial system it feels very rigid it feels like this is how it is and we have to respond to it these are the expectations you follow suit. And what I really want to invite in is that we do actually have more control than we think. And that doesn't mean that we can control the price at the grocery store per se, but we can control how we respond to it. How we respond, that's a huge thing. And again, when we think about classic, you know, um, psychology or psychotherapy, we think about this idea of like, there's gonna be all of these people and things in your life that are going to come and, and cause you stress or trigger you. And you can't change them, but you can change yourself. And I don't mean that in the sense that You know, to underestimate what this feels like when we're practically going through it. But one of the things that I think about is when something feels too heavy that it's going to break you. The answer is let it break. When something is happening that is, you know, feels like you can't control it anymore, then give up control. And so it's this idea, even Serena Ryder, one of my favorite songs from her, she's like, when it gets too heavy, let it break your heart. And it's like, We have to let our hearts break right now. We have to feel that heartbreak. We have to experience it. And then we have to watch what's happening outside and hear the calls of a new system, of a new economy. So when we see that it's become unaffordable, we plant our gardens in our backyards so we can share them with our neighbors. When we see and we feel that there is, you know, Oppression all around the world. We cultivate our loved ones close and we figure out how to build community despite it all, yeah. like a wartime, you know? And we come into that. And that to me is economic healing. Yes. And it is that expression of finding. How can we love ourselves through this? How can we love the system through this? This is the biggest question. How do we love ourselves through this?
0: And don't they say disaster is the mother of innovation? Yes, and it is. And I'm
1: getting full chills when you say that because... It is. And I'm going to cry. I'm going (laughs) to cry. Because despite all of what we're witnessing right now, this is the most palpable, creative, innovative time that we have experienced on this planet because we're watching everything break apart. And I know it's emotional and I hold space for that emotion too, because you have a baby that's coming into the world. So as I know that feeling, I remember when I was pregnant with both boys, I remember thinking like, what world am I bringing them into? And am I selfish to bring a human being into a world like this, but your baby and all of the generations to come are the builders of the new and we're witnessing the breaking away of the, of the old. I really do believe that. And there is a silver lining to every heartache. And I know when I reflect and perhaps you reflect of the like most, you know, detrimental experiences of your lifetime, the times when things just went absolutely wrong and things fell apart, look back now and see why that happened and what gift came after, you know, and we can both probably reflect back on those times now that they're past and say, wow, that was a catalyst for me doing this incredible thing or changing this thing or becoming more aligned. So collectively as a whole, as a society, that's kind of what's happening. It's like this rattling and it's all interconnected people, planet, profit art. It is all connected when people are falling apart or falling ill or, or not able to handle the planet screams with the same pain and our profit and our financial markets do the same. And our creativity feels like it's drowning or it's trapped or we can't access it. And so it is this deep seated interconnection and economic healing is saying, I want to love this system back to health i want to nurture myself and others through whatever this is and find a way because there is always a way there's a, yeah and this is
0: where you can invite creativity and th- i'm going to share some tools because we always love to really anchor these theories into practicality. Um, And the interesting thing about this is for you to even have space for creative solutions or innovations or new ways of being and living, you have to make space for these solutions to emerge in your life. But when you're approaching it from a space of stress and constant combative, your nervous systems overdrive or your stress levels are out of control, then this creativity and these solutions are just going to be left at bay, even though they're just there. uh, But you're too foggy and you too cluttered to see it so some of these tools is to help le- really make space to invite these answers and solutions into our lives because what we're dealing with is not easy um, and we share our vulnerable journey with you we're not the masters of how this works but we are trying every day to wake up and and own our lives in a way that honors the purpose we're here on this earth to do as we share our purpose with you. It's the biggest blessing I could have possibly asked for. And it was all, honestly the scariest decision for me to make to leave a corporate job with a stable income and and go on this unpredictable entrepreneurial journey in the midst of all this chaos. I look back and I always question like, was I foolish in doing that? And every time I meet with a client or go do an economic healing session or or get on a podcast like that. I'm constantly validated, like, absolutely not. This was what i meant to do. And uh, these tools helped me get through the day in, 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 um, in, in really managing my emotions. It's not completely mastering them, but at least managing them because we're dealing with a lot here. Hold that thought. We have a quick
1: word from our partners before going back to the episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, RBC Investees. Backed by expert human advisors, RBC Investees is a smart, online, automated investment service that allows you to invest with low effort and low cost. Open
0: your first RBC Investees account and pay no management fees for your first year. Plus, start investing with as little as $100. Simply visit rbcinvestees.com slash getinvesting And sign up using promo code AA407.
1: And now back to the episode.
0: Mm-hmm. So the first one I want to uh, share with you, I've shared it with you before, we as a, as a tool. It's a really, really cool concept called the pattern interrupt, create a pattern interrupt. Mm. So let me explain what this is. Okay. In our lives, we are constantly operating from a space of patterns. We have memorized routines, memorized ways of being. We wake up in the, in the morning and we have honestly very predictable ways of how our day would go because of the neural wires in our brain that are very much memorized and solidified in a specific way Mm -hmm. you you uh, sense a certain thing you feel a certain thing you think a certain thing you behave a certain thing and that that that's the chain so sensation emotion thought behavior and that pattern is
1: memorized and compounded throughout the yeah. years. It's autopilot. autopilot. It's when you can drive to work and you realize, I didn't even notice me driving. Yeah. You're like, your mind could go somewhere else because your body is on autopilot. It knows the mechanism, the yeah. sensation, the behavior to do that. Mm-hmm. And that is a way that our brain functions. Yep. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Um, one of my
0: patterns that I noticed. Uh, was every time i wanted to open my credit card bill and that's regardless of which stage of life i was in if i was a struggling student making and barely making ends meet at the start of my career or even at a much more solid part of my career where i was making six figures regardless which time this this particular behavior was taking place the pattern was or was the exact same I'd I'd have intense heart palpitations. Um, I'll experience like my body temperature changes. I become hot. Um, I feel like... a sense of dread that I'm about to open my credit card statement and I'm almost always shocked at the amount I see even though I became much more intentional in my in my buying behaviors and and how much money I spend and what I spend it on I was never a big spender anyway but it was just always this dread that I'm spending money so I noticed that pattern and it was really interesting because these are like the, the the so the sense. I told you the sensations I experienced, the emotions of dread and fear and scarcity and
1: and guilt and shame. And this is why I don't open mine ever. <laughs> <laughs> kind of true. That's that's <laughs> another pattern. That's another
0: pattern. See your Avoid pattern it all together is, is showing up in a different Shove it way. up in the
1: fireplace. Um, Use it for burning some more wood. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: that's definitely a different way to deal with it. And and, and you know, we once we recognize what's happening we have the ability now to create a pattern interrupt so i'll get into it in a minute so that was my uh, sensation my emotion my thoughts were about um you know where did this you know where how did this amount came about um am i spending too much like all these feelings of am i able to replace this money easily etc and the behavior is i do always pay my credit card but there's this sense of like really intense guilt associated. So that was like my experience. And imagine doing that a few times a month, depending on the frequency I was doing it at. And I recognized this pattern and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start creating a a pattern interrupt here because this pattern is established from old behaviors, things I've inherited from the family system I grew up in and the environment I I was a part of. Um, And it was just compounded. And now, like even when when I was in a position where I was making more... More than enough money and, and comfortable, um, I was still experiencing it. So that's what patterns are. They're not reflective of the environment or the situation you're in. These are some memorized unconscious behaviors. And that's why I'm bringing awareness to them is very, very key. Yeah. So I noticed that pattern. I said, OK, uh, what? how can I interrupt it? So I int- started creating a pattern interrupt by a changing the environment in which I I've mentioned this before on different platforms. I create a money date. I change the scenery. I I introduce soft music. I introduce aromatherapy. I light a candle. So I change the environment in which I'm even opening this bank statement in so that it's a relaxing, comforting environment versus the anxious environment I my used to mind, be in. My mind, I'm
1: thinking like all these beautiful things, this beautiful music, this candle, and now you're ruining it with the credit card statement. But, and I just want to say at home, I am kind of joking a little. I don't not pay my credit card, but I do avoid, like I'd rather avoid and yeah. I will wait till the very last moment in order to have to do it and then it's like a very quick like yeah it's almost like as little as possible but anyways I get that that helps you in changing the yeah. environment and making it like this date with and I statement. also came up with a mantra because that mantra uh, um, also supports
0: it and that mantra is really expressing gratitude about how I approach this so my my mantra changes depending on the day and and the experience but something along the lines of I'm grateful uh for the privilege I have in in being able to pay these bills I'm intentional in my spending I have a healthy relationship with money so different things to reinforce and rewire how my brain approaches this to begin with I
1: think that that's really great. Yeah.
0: The other ones I really wanted to uh share is, is like definitely take your mindfulness and self-care practices to next level. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we need to love ourselves through these hardships we're experiencing. 100%. So mindfulness and self-care practices are so essential to help us with that.
1: Now there is some drilling going on in the background because we are building a garden, exactly what we said, because the food prices have gotten out of control. But one of the things that I think I also want to invite people to do, and this is the whole point of this episode, is to not ignore what is the reality of what's happening. Because the more we try to numb it, try to push it away, try to act like we shouldn't be feeling this way, or it's not that bad, or we just have to carry on anyways, I think that makes it so much worse. And so being able to get together in your group of Trusted community, friends, family, and just talking to everyone about how they're navigating this time and being able to create an open, conscious dialogue around it can definitely help as well. That's where creativity is born when we're able yeah. to kind of connect and bring it outside of our own rat wheel in our mind and bring it out, put yes. it on the table, yes. vocalize it, and then be able to come from yeah. that perspective. So maybe yeah.
0: you're not going out for uh, for a meal uh, as often as you would have liked, but maybe your whole people over and you guys are doing potluck so think about this as an opportunity to create a community to create a connection back to yourself and back to others mm-hmm. in a way that really really matters and you'll get through this like exactly. I've, I've, I've seen I've seen worse things happen in the parts of the world I grew up in and there's people are always amazing amaze me with their creativity and their ability to adapt and we don't have to just you know settle in it's not about settling uh, for what we just are handed. It's more about rising above the obstacles and coming up with ways to surpass these challenges.
1: 100%. And we always have the opportunity of. Every day we take a breath, we have another opportunity to, you know, do it another way and redefine. So um, for all of you that are listening right now, we're sending so much love and compassion to everyone out there. Um, These are trying, challenging times. If you're interested in actually tuning into an economic healing session with Conscious Economics, you can do that by going to our website. We offer them monthly. They're free of charge, run by Acile and myself. And we'd love to see you there. We create a sacred space. For people to heal and look at these um, different patterns and emotions that are coming up with you. So, thank you so much, and we'll see you again next week on the Conscious Economics Podcast. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by CPP Investments. At CPP Investments, they never lose sight of the long term. They invest the Canadian Pension Plan Fund to help provide financial security for generations of Canadians. They diversify the CPP
0: Fund across geographies and asset classes to access the best investment opportunities and generate sustainable long-term returns. The fund is now more than $400
1: billion. To learn more about their investment performance for Canadians, visit cppinvestments.com.